Hello, my beautiful Woman English listeners. Welcome back. I have not just one incredible guest this week, but two. Carly Zakim and Daniel Weisberg are the co-founders and co-CEOs of The Skim, a mission-driven media company empowering millennial women with the resources and confidence to maneuver through life's necessities from their finances, health, and career to how they vote. I don't really need to do an intro. I feel like to this crew, because I'm sure we all know the skim. This is definitely the crowd that is reading the skim. The two former NBC News producers met while studying abroad in Rome. Unbeknownst to them, what began as a product launch from their Manhattan couch has since become a media empire, harnessing the power of their generation of women. Carly and Danielle developed a product that delivers digestible conversational information from politics and breaking news to pop culture to help the skimmers feel more informed about the world around them. Since the skim's inception in 2012, Carly and Danielle have expanded the company's product suite to include three top-rated podcasts, Skim This, 9 to 5-ish, and Pop Cultured. The Skim App, Skim Money, and Skim Your Life newsletters, and the Skim Studios. The Skim's first book, How to Skim Your Life, was released in June 2019 and debuted as a number one New York Times bestseller list. I loved this conversation. It's so fun to interview two people. It's like completely different perspectives hearing from two just absolute powerhouse dynamic women, hearing how they work well together. I love listening to co-founders talk. My co-founder and I are just insane and like, keep it so real with each other. So I'm always wondering if that's how everyone else is. And I loved Carly and Danielle's insight on how they just partner best, communicate best, and own their different areas. The Skim launched a State of Women campaign and corresponding report that they launched last March and has recently launched its Show Us Your Childcare initiative in addition to their State of Women campaign with their corresponding report that they launched last March. This is such an important report and I highly encourage you to go look into this. Carly and Danielle speak about something incredibly important they just launched. They show us your childcare initiative, which is piggybacking off of their State of Women campaign and corresponding report. I will let them share all about this. I'm just so incredibly proud to have these amazing entrepreneurs on the podcast. I loved this conversation. Now let's get on over to my conversation with Carly and Danielle. Welcome to the Woman Inc. podcast. This is the place for the new generation of women looking to lead the life of their absolute dreams. I'm your host, Jenna Toddy, entrepreneur, life coach, and strategist for modern businesswomen and entrepreneurs. I am a city girl, sriracha lover, and that friend who will hype you up when you forget how powerful you truly are. I am on a mission to make Women Inc. the most powerful network of women who are leveling up, owning what they want, and becoming who they've always wanted to be. Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you went all in on yourself? No turning back. If so, you are in the right place, my girl. Let's get started. Carly and Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. 
Hello. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. It's really nice to meet you. I'm very excited to be here today. I'm so excited. Okay. So I want to first rewind back to the day you two met and created this amazing company. Can you walk us back to the moment of how you guys first connected? I yeah. wish we were there right now because right now. we were we were in Italy. <laughs> we were we have a very glamorous beginning, we like to say. We met in Rome when we were 20 years old on a study abroad program in college. We went to separate schools but did the same program through a university and we were both looking for Rome's famous fried artichokes and met in like the student center lounge. And so we became friendly then and you know definitely did not talk about like career aspirations or anything of substance other than where do you get the artichokes and the good wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> and good pasta. But we actually we didn't realize at the time that we had actually both interned for the same people in different summers. So we were kind of always like ships in a night. We just didn't know it. I love it. And you guys both were at NBC, right? We were. So then, you know, we became, we both worked for NBC News and bounced around between all their properties in New York and DC and New Jersey, found ourselves roommates in a very small apartment. And at this, you know, we were 25 years old. And I think at at that point in our lives, especially coming out of graduating college in 2008, and I'm saying this now thinking about people that are graduating school today and how hard it is to get a job. Or if you get a job, kind of really hope you don't get laid off. And it's okay if you do, it all works out. But that was definitely what we were you know, living in, in that moment. And we ended up getting our foot in the door, working our ways up at, at NBC News and all these kind of various properties. And we're in this like mid-level really quickly. And I think when you're at that age and you're hungry and you're given opportunities, you have just this amazing opportunity to grow really quickly. So we found ourselves looking around, seeing that we are part of an audience of millennial women who one is is a really big part <laughs> of the population and the economy and was only going to get bigger and more powerful. And two, we, it's funny to think back about it now, but we were like, oh my gosh, there's so much information out there. It's an overload. Like you get up from your desk and you come back to like 400 Twitter and breaking news alerts. And obviously it's only gotten worse. Um, but what we saw was there was so much information and yet very few sources of information that you trust and pretty much zero companies that really thought about millennial women who were living their lives, balancing a lot of different things and didn't have a trusted source of key information. And you know, 11 years later, we've become that. And millions of women wake up with us. Millions of women join us for making these big decisions in their lives, whether it's thinking about the world or you know, their world when it comes to their finances, their career, their family, their health. So we have been making it easier to live smarter uh, since 2012. I love it. And when coming up with this idea of like, okay, we're going to launch the skin, how did you in the early days know how to even start this? Like, How was this not completely overwhelming to you to build a media brand? I think this is where I would really credit like our journalism background of being really good at asking questions and not operating with an ego. So 
we just, you know, like you would do when you are given any assignment, like you try to learn everything as, that you can and take, you know, any calls that you can get. And so, I mean, I remember in the earliest days, we literally would just talk to anyone that had a business. We talked to accountants, decorators, real estate agents, like people who had nothing to do with media or what we wanted to do. But we were like, how did you get started? Did you like, how do you file for an LLC? Or, you know, if you're a corporation, like how does that work? And we made sure as a rule, every meeting we had, we left that meeting with an intro to somebody. And so what ended up happening is we actually like built this amazing network of people that you know, today are some of our board members and advisors and later became investors. But it started sort of with really just leveraging any meetings we could get through our own network that often seemed like it had nothing to do with actually what the skim is about, but helped us sort of pave the way to building the network that we've relied on to to be where we are today. How would you guys say the skim has evolved over the years and what at this point is your most important mission for the company? Well, I think that, you know, what is challenging about the type of business we we run is that I almost wish that like we weren't needed as much as we are today because (laughs) I think what has evolved about our company is the same thing that's evolved with the audience we're part of and, and the audience that we represent, which is, you know, it's gotten even harder to be in this country a parent. It's gotten even harder to be you know, a woman who is trying to take care of all of these things in her life. And we know that both anecdotally and, and quantitatively, especially through our, our State of Women report and campaign that we did alongside with Harris. And so we know that, you know, the State of Women is, it's, it's not great. They're battling depression and anxiety. The position that they're, you know, really <laughs> close with is that of like chief worry officer in, in their families. They're taking care of their kids and their parents at the same time. Um, we all know, you know, inflation has gone up. It's, it's harder to um, afford childcare and it becomes more and more imperative to have, you know, a two family, two parent household where you're both working just to keep up. But there's no, you know, paid leave to go along with that or to make these things easier. We just lived through a pandemic that has taken a significant toll on our mental health. And we're seeing, you know, gender parity is, I think, you know, what we saw today is like it's going to take 131 years. So this is all for a, generation of women who were told that like we could have it all and and we could be whatever we wanted to be. And the truth is, I don't know anyone that feels that way. I have no idea if it's realistic. Um, but it's certainly, you know, the the thought actually puts on more pressure, I think, than than is necessarily helpful at, at this point in time. So the idea around the skim is there are only so many hours in the day. There are very needed decisions that you need to make as someone that is kind of just participating in your life. Whether that is getting informed and then making a choice on who to vote for, whether it is showing up and speaking up about things that are going to impact you through our Show Us Your Leave or State of Women campaigns, or whether it is you know, making sure you're, you're understanding your finances and planning accordingly. 
So with all of these different sources of information out there, whether it's you're getting information from Facebook or TikTok or this platform or this influencer, there are even fewer sources of trusted information. Um, So our company has grown up as our lives have gotten more complicated and as the decisions that we need to make are the ones that can't be ignored because no one has enough hours in the day to do all of the research and become an expert in something. That's not really what it's about. It's about getting enough of the right information that you trust to make a decision that is right for you and your family. So good. And you guys today, I'm so excited that I'm interviewing you guys today, launched Show Us Your Child Care Initiative. Can you please speak on this? Because I'm very passionate about this, even though I don't have kids yet. I am excited to hear about this. Yes, so it is especially exciting to talk to you today because we did launch Show Us Your Child Care. And, you know, I appreciate that you said you don't have kids yet. I don't have, have kids just yet either. And I share your enthusiasm. And the reason I want to call that out is because this is not just a campaign for if you are a parent or if you are expecting. Show Us Your Child Care really stemmed actually as kind of part two of what something we launched last year called Show Us Your Leave. You know, I think being a part of this generation of women, as Danielle mentioned, who have so much on her shoulders and yet so much promise and opportunity and so many things then holding her back. We, you know, we saw how there, you know, once again, a national leave policy wasn't implemented in a way that was sufficient for her. We very organically posted about it on Instagram. You know, we're nonpartisan. This is a failure on on both sides of, of political spectrums here. And our audience in the thousands started sharing photos of what their lack of family leave looked like. And I mean, just stories that broke your heart. One woman who was an actual NICU nurse as her profession and had to go back to work after eight or 10 days of giving birth to take care of other people's kids when she was still healing from having her own. One woman literally with her laptop on top of a contraction monitor trying to clock in to qualify for paid leave. So this turned into actually a rallying cry for companies to share their leave policies and be transparent about it. We created a database of over 600 companies that that live on our website that have published their policies. And we really realized, you know, know, we're going to make change one woman at a time, one company at a time, one employer at a time. And that evolved into what we launched today, which is Show Us Your Childcare. And you know, we did this in partnership with Reshma Sujani and Moms First. And you know, this is really part of what is so much at risk when we talk about women and we talk about kind of the economic issue, which I'm going to come back to, is the fact that our country does not set up a way for us to support families, whatever that looks like. And the reason we all need to care about this is is twofold. One, whether or not you are you actually have a family yourself yet, you even want a family, doesn't matter. We're all going to go through life stuff. It's going to be the good stuff and the hard stuff and the bad stuff. We all want to work for places that will be there for you. How a company shows up for their employees is indicative of how they will show up for you when you need it. The other part is honestly a pure economic part. We have over $3 trillion that women in this age group contribute to the economy. If we're not setting them up for success, we're screwed as a society. We're putting at risk having a declining birth rate. 
we're putting at risk having millions of women not able to actually contribute to our society and to our economy. And that's really scary. And so show us your childcare is once again, a, a call out for companies to be transparent around how they're supporting their employees and families. Oh, I love it. I have so much respect for you guys for standing for this. And I'm so, so excited about it. Okay. So I want to talk on your partnership together because you guys kind of come from similar backgrounds. How did you figure out who was going to own what and what tools do you have for just not killing each other and staying friends and building a business <laughs> together? Um, I think that people always look for a easy answer to this. And I think honestly, it's been trial and error. And like any good partnership, you hope to evolve with someone. And I think that is key. So, you know, we definitely aren't the same people that that we were 11 years ago. No one is. Um, I think that in the beginning, one of the, I, I think a key thing to, to our dynamic and our relationship is that we started as equal partners and we are equal partners today. And, and often that is, that's not the case. Um, so I think, you know, whether you're equal partners or not, um, having a lot of transparency into ownership, compensation, all of, all of those aspects, I, I think is um, imperative to, to a successful relationship. I think the next thing is just, you know, no one, I think I get on Carly's nerves every day. And I think that it's impossible to work with someone closely and for this long and, and to not have that. And so I think it goes back to if you're aligned on where you want to be and where you're going, those are the big things. And then you have to be able to work with this person and to know that you know they're going to have your back and they're going to support you and you guys are going to be in it together. And I think that that is very rare, but I do think that it's certainly possible. And when we see you know partnerships not work out, it's usually because there was just a lack of alignment in the beginning over things like you know for us we we do press together. And I think that's along with compensation, that's something that can cause a lot of rifts. Or if one person is getting, you know, more board time than the other person, or, you know, it's just about there are going to be a million ways that you, you will have to divide and conquer. And it's about the balance of are you still learning? Do you need to tag out? Like, is there just something you're done with this? Um, and being able to have those open communication. We always say like, if it's that important to you, you win. I love it. Okay. When you guys have a goal in mind, for example, your launch today, how do you organize and move towards that goal? What is your method of, of moving towards your vision? This is Danielle's favorite question. Danielle, give it to us. So I'm going <laughs> to let her answer it because she's like going to chop at the bit until she can talk about well, it. I also wrote out the bullet points for us, how we organize ourselves like as an annual process. So well, one thing about working together is I am a big procrastinator on day-to-day things and Carly is not. Carly is like a, if we need to get something done by you know the end of the, the week, she's like, great, we'll start today. And I'm like, well, it's the end of the week, we start Thursday night. Whereas with with like a year, I am crazy on like, well, each month we need to do this. And we need to work backwards from this. And that means, you know, our annual like planning process starts now. So that really helps us. 
This is also Danielle's way of saying she plans vacations a year out and I plan them a week out. But... Not even a year out, way more than that. And it stresses me out so much. And it's also the exact opposite. Like you're a vacation procrastinator. I know, I know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. So am I. But <laughs> back to this. So we started doing kind of like a founder, like sleepover <laughs> retreats where we would go somewhere, get away and really talk about a year from now, where where do we want the business to be? And that evolved into manifesting. So working backwards from what do we want to say about the company? Like what do we want to have accomplished three years from now? Writing it down, talking to each other about it. This is the first year we did vision boards. We were like in a very nice lobby and people were walking past us as we're like literally like collaging with glue sticks and <laughs> buying magazines that had like the most colorful pages. And then we we talk through it. And I think, you know, it's kind of funny, but that creativity really unlocks something in us, like do something you have fun with. And now we're kicking off like our annual strategy process with our exec team. And some of that comes from just these random kind of creative brainstorms we'll have. And some of it comes from like that manifestation that we do year after year. And I think that's an important thing to get out of your day-to-day, get out of your environment that you're in all the time. Set some time to do something creative and then really talk about it in terms of goals. And I think that that's where also we use our executive team to beat it up, to say this doesn't make sense or there's no way we could do these things in a year. What is the three-year version? How do they all letter up? And that's really helpful. And that's a key part of our process as well. Danielle and Carly, I know we're running out of time. We have hard stops. You guys are busy girls. But what would be for the last question, your number one piece of advice for a woman who's wanting to start her own business? Number one, take a vacation first. Number number two, I mean, in in all seriousness, I, I would say... And number two, define what it is that you want out of this. Like what what is the motivation? And there's no like right or wrong answer, but it's really important to know kind of what your driver is because you're going to need to keep that in mind as you make decisions. And then kind of as Danielle was saying, work backwards from that. What, what are the steps that need to happen three years from now, two years from now, one year from now, six months from now, et cetera? Mine would be have a good support system. I think that's key because anything you're going to do that's different is hard. And there's a reason why it hasn't been done before. And so it just means you need good people around you. Love it. Thank you both so much. I wish we had hours to chat, but I'm going to just thank you. hang out with you guys. <laughs> thank okay. you. Thank you. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are feeling so fired up to go out there and create that business or side hustle that's been on your to-do list, you know, a little bit longer than you care to admit. It is never too late to make the first step towards the life you want more than anything else. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep becoming the woman of your wildest dreams.